Hello, hello, girlies, and welcome to another episode of Chatty Rats. I am your co-host, Natalia, and I'm joined by Miss Queen Sheen. Queen Rat Sheen, sorry. The Rat. Queen Rat Sheen. Very important. Oh my God. Welcome, welcome. We just came back from traveling again. We're like so cultured. We're women of the world. Uh <laughs> catch flight not feel what is it? Catch flight not feelings. That's right. Except I've caught all the feelings. Uh, I know. <laughs> it's like it only applies to you. It only applies to you. Um, I don't know about me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, I just came back from Peru and we have a family apartment there. So I was helping to remodel it. That's so cool. I know. And I think when I migrated to the U.S. for a long time, we could not afford to go back. Mm. So in a sense, I definitely lost like my Peruvian-ness. Mm. For a bit, because, you know, when you don't go back for a while, like you forget, you know, the customs, the culture, the people in a sense. But yeah, like being able to go back and like having your own space definitely feels like I finally have that part of my life back. Like it wasn't robbed of me because, you know, you move here to America due to necessity, right? Like you don't necessarily want to leave your country because you love it. So it's such a beautiful thing to like go back. The first trip I took last year, people could tell that I wasn't from Lima because my accent has changed a little mm. bit. Like it might even lean a little bit more like Central American because like was that last is... year the first time you had been back in a while in years. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like it had been like five six years. Oh, um, okay. Okay. Fair enough. So a while, and then this time around, no one could notice because I feel like I have that Peruvian accent back is coming oh back, my God. and then yeah. That's so nice. Yeah, and I picked up the slang from last time. It's like, it's feeling like home again, which I'm like, oh, yes. It like definitely heals the soul. It feels like therapy. I love my big, loud family. Like, I don't know. I would say, guys, if you have any sort of like ethnic background, even if it's not you weren't born there, like try to get in touch with it because like, oh my God, it gets so beautiful because I see some of the customs of my mom, like the things she used to eat, the places she used to go to. Yeah, That also made who your parents were. And then in turn, it also makes you who you are. So just I know. So, experiencing that is enough. It's so beautiful. And like just being there, like eating the food, Shane, like you, you can probably relate, but like it's like the food of your childhood, you know, yeah. like the flavors. It's like going back in time when I'm like seven again. Like it's so crazy. I love how like it really fulfills the soul in like a way that like I cannot explain. Like I feel you can probably tell with my voice. Your girl is happy. Right yeah, now. <laughs> it's kind of crazy because it's like until you experience it and feel it, you can't quite explain the feeling. It's like yeah. feeling of home. Mm-hmm. This is me. This is where I belong. This is where I'm meant to be. I unfortunately can't relate in the sense where I get to go back because things right. are very complex back right. home. But I think there are ways to tap into what you're talking about, even through just like going to the restaurants or at least in big cities, there's always like small portions right. like little communities like the Persian mm-hmm. part of LA or like the Ethiopian part of LA like you can kind of find yes. ways to like reconnect with your culture through that too so I get it I just had Persian <laughs> food recently in New York and I don't know it just it just makes you feel like proud happy yes. at home it's like, like yes. it's just I don't know it's amazing oh I know I love it it also gets me excited about my friends' cultures as well. Yeah, that's true. So I think that 
with this reminder next time I do eat food of like different cultures, Korean, yeah. Japanese, whatever, I think like going in it thinking about how this dish came to be is cool. Like I know, I know. for example, there's this dish in Peru ceviche, very classic, yeah. but it's a Peruvian dish, but it's truly a fusion of Japanese and mm. Peruvian food because the fish is cooked with lime, which is a mm. Japanese technique. So even just knowing that, like that, isn't that so crazy? Because a lot of Japanese people migrated to Peru, yes. like, and you go to Peru now, and that there's always like Japanese people that yeah. speak like Peru, Peru, Peruvian <laughs> Spanish with a thick, <laughs> with a thick Peruvian accent. So things like that, like I think it's good to remember that our bubbles are so small, but mm -hmm. like when you get out and you travel and you connect to your culture and to your friends' cultures, like the world is such a big place, and like. We're just such tiny little things in it. Wow, I sound like just I'm so high on life. But yeah, I feel it's a very beautiful thing. It's not that we are so different. It's that we get to share different perspectives. But yeah. Yeah, just know. like different ways of doing things. Even as yeah. simple as cooking your fish and your shrimp. Yep, period. Uh, so what's going on with you, my sheeny sheen sheen? Oh, girly girl. So... My mind works in one way and one way only. <laughs> I get so hyper fixated on things, Natalia. I feel like you probably realize this. The rats have probably realized this. I'm a very like zero to 100 person. Yep. So we can talk about my latest hyper fixation, my hair and deciding the faith of my hair. So I have like this theory. I have the theory there is one color or maybe like two colors that looks amazing on people right mm -hmm. um like you see them and you're like that's the color they're meant to be with and i'm referring yeah. to hair color so yeah. my whole <laughs> hyperfixation has been what the fuck is that color for me <laughs> <laughs> who am i in hair <laughs> what is it for me because i don't know what it is i feel i've been told by some people that my natural color kind of washes me out by some stylists and I've felt that way, but part of me is also like, maybe I just, I've gotten older. My face has changed a little bit. Maybe it's time to go back to the natural color. Mm -hmm. So I did test it out. I bought like root touch-up spray, which is like essentially yeah. hairspray. And it washes out after like one wash. So I like basically spray painted my whole hair. And it, yeah. looked, it looked decent, but I'm still not like completely sold that it's like my color. Yeah. But that's kind of what I've been fixating on is like, what will be my color? Interesting. So you're thinking natural is one. Natural, I think I eventually will just go back there because it's going to be easy. Like we were talking about it. It's like maintenance, money, all these things. It adds up. Like the pink yeah, hair yeah. is a lot of fucking work. <laughs> it looks gorgeous, but I wish it would just grow out of your head, you know? I know, <laughs> but not even the root touch up, but just like constantly like, retoning it and making sure it stays pink is a lot of work yeah it'll only <laughs> last a few washes so i am retoning it at home all the time to get this pink so that's another thing um but i can tell you about another scandalous thing i've been hyper fixating on she's scandy okay tell me tell me okay so i've alluded to this i don't know what's happened, but I've just been hyper fixating on my body. I think it's also 
because I did 75 hard. Everything went great. I felt like I was on the right track. And then once I stopped like exercising twice a day and like doing all these crazy things, I feel like I gained a lot of weight back. Mm-hmm. So I've been hyperfixating on my body. Then yeah. a little birdie told me, hey, I'm on Ozempic. <laughs> and I have the connection if you want to give it a try like they were explaining to me the process so I've been toying with the idea of doing Mm -hmm. it and I think I'm going to schedule a consultation just to see what it's about yeah but I think it's a very scandalous hot topic and like a scary one to talk about openly even though I would love to be transparent I just feel like it's become this uber taboo, almost like people want to cancel people who do it. And I think we should talk about it, right? Yeah, I mean, okay, so kind of to tie it into your hair, you know, the reason I've slowly gone back to natural has been because I want to become, quote unquote, as natural as I can be. Mm. Like, I want to be fully Latina. Like, I want to embrace that. Like, no one's ever going to shame me on the internet for being as natural as I can be. But I think there's so much shame around it because as much as we love them, we also hate shortcuts or we like to shame people for a shortcut moment. Yeah. Yeah. People hate it. Which I think it's so interesting because I bet you, Sheen, I bet you if any of these people, let's say that you do do it and you come out with it, you're like, guys, big reveal. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I bet you if they had the opportunity to do it, they would probably do it as well. Yeah. If they were told that it would work. So I just feel like it's a little bit hypocritical. And I almost think it stems from like a jealousy. Like if I can't, yeah, like if I can't have a shortcut, mm -mm -mm -mm, neither can you. So I don't, I don't love that. I think people hate shortcuts because they feel like it's inherently like unfair. Yeah. If I have to work hard, you should have to work hard too. Like we should all have to work hard because this is another thing I was just like, toying with I was like if I just said like I'm doing 75 hard again people would be like yay clap yeah iconic amazing queen yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> or even if we go a little bit more taboo I think even if I said I was doing lipo maybe people would be a bit more interesting open about it because it's been talked about so much and right now I think ozempic has become this almost like bigger than life symbolic thing of like the rich using it as a tool to like lose weight in an unfair way and I don't know like they're taking it away from people who have diabetes so yeah yeah it's actually like it's a huge debate like some of the drugs that exist you know if they can be repurposed for quote-unquote something cosmetic there is a big ethics debate right Mm. like is it fair this is take away from people, but unless there's an actual shortage, you're not really taking away, you know what I mean? But I think that that can also be a misconception. I'm, I'm not sure what the state of Ozempic is, but that is a huge debate. Yeah. So just to clarify also, I'm using Ozempic because people know that the name, yeah. the name, but the actual medication isn't that. Cause I do know there was like an Ozempic shortage at a certain there point. There was. Okay. So we're not referring to that. Like, I'm just using that as the name, basically like a pseudonym. Is it or a pseudonym? Like a generic. That's like the OG name. And then you have yeah, a generic. But there's all, so that's a semi-glutide. Uh, okay. Ozempic is. Need a, 
okay, scientist, <laughs> coming here with her fancy words. Oh, what was it again? A semi-glutide, but that's not Ooh. the person I was consult that I would be consulting with, and the person that was taking it who basically told me about this isn't taking a semi-glutide, but it's like related to that family, right? So it's yeah. like similar acting. So I just want to clarify that. We wouldn't be con yeah. contributing to the Ozempic shortage before you guys get your pitchforks out. <laughs> well, you haven't even done it yet. So let's yeah. comment. This is a conversation, y'all. <laughs> Don't get <No>. spicy. <laughs> but, you know, when you brought this up, it also got me thinking about how we're always trying to control bodies. Should we correct that and say women's bodies? <laughs> I mean, yeah, period, actually, y'all. Uh, <laughs> there was a man, they wouldn't give a fuck if he was on Ozempic. Does, does anyone talk about men who are, like, losing weight and, like, criticize their bodies or comment on it? Like, rarely. You're right. Yeah. <clears throat> now I'm even more mad. Uh <laughs> it is women's just, bodies, though. It is women's bodies. Like, I feel like, you know, if I want to lose weight, how I do it, it's not your business. Like, for example, like, I have done, and I've been open about this before, like, I've done cold sculpting before. Yeah. I could have done other things. I could have I could have done 75 hard multiple times if I wanted to, but I didn't feel like it. But that doesn't have the stigma that you're talking about. Yeah. But I, I do think that there is this need to like comment on women's bodies, like what we can and cannot do. And we always find a reason of why it's wrong. Because what does this medication actually do, Shane? Yeah, basically what I've been told by this person and other professionals was that it acts as obviously insulin regulators. That's why it was made for diabetes. But the other part of it is it's like an appetite suppressant. So it's not technically like making you lose fat. Like it's not like a fat loss thing. It basically would just help you eat less calories, essentially. Like that's how you would be losing the weight is by eating less because you're feeling more full with less food. Right. So almost like I would say it's comparable to the gastric sleeve surgery. Mm -hmm. That's obviously an extreme version of it. But that whole point of that surgery is like they take away a, a huge chunk of your stomach. So you eat less. And that's how you lose weight. Oh, have okay. you heard of that surgery? No, I never have. But that makes sense. It's a surgery they usually only do for like people who are above a certain BMI body mass index. Oh, um, usually typically for people who are obese. Yeah, because it removes about 70 to 80 percent of your stomach but t i heard that what ends up happening is like i think four out of five or three out of five people who have that type of surgery end up becoming alcoholics what yeah something crazy like that because typically the people that do that are actually addicted to food because they're obese oh and then yeah once the food addiction's gone they end up like replacing it with alcohol it's just ironic i guess right because yeah exactly you trade one problem for another. Yeah. Damn. That's terrible. What I was going to say, you know, kind of like going back to the medication you're talking about, it would just imply you essentially just eating less, which is like now I'm a little more surprised why people are so mad because it's just an appetite mm -hmm. suppressant essentially because yeah. it's not even burning fat for you or anything like that. So why yeah. are you so mad? <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like, you know, I have ADHD and like when I was in college and all this stuff, like I would always take Vyvanse, uh, mm -hmm. Adderall, whatever. It's just basically a stimulant that helps you focus. I mean, everybody knows what that is probably. But anyways, 
when I was done with college, I really wanted to not depend on it anymore. Just because mm. I was like, I graduated, we got that paper. I was like, let's stop taking this every single day because I was taking it every day. And it, you know, I'm also very wary of things that I feel like I might be addicted to. Like I'm very, yeah, I feel you. I'm very self-aware of like things like that. And like, I get nervy that I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want to depend on it. But mind you, no shame to people that needed to take it every day. I get it. Your girl has ADHD as well. But anyways, I'm very, I'm someone that's very mindful of my body. Like I know when something's wrong with my body, I pay attention to my body, how I feel. So what I kind of trained myself to do was just like, you know, how do I feel on the medication? This is how I'm supposed to feel. I'm supposed to feel focused. This is what focus looks like. It kind of, it kind of taught me in a way. So then now in a, in a weird way, like, I'm kind of just mimicking the behaviors that I used to portray when I was on medication mm-hmm. in my daily life. Mind you, I do not have to study at the level at which I was studying in college. So yeah. obviously, you know, it's a lot chiller. It did teach me in a way how to live my life more appropriately. That's crazy. I know. And I think Almost. people say the same thing about like depression, right? Like mm. when you take things for depression, you're like, oh, this is what happiness is. Got it, got it, got it. Because you just don't have any frame of reference. This is what it feels to have hormonal balance over here. So I don't know. So in a weird way, I wonder like if you take it, would that be like a good way for you to like learn how to have better habits? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I also think like your example is a good example because it's like we're so, it's, it's totally okay if someone has ADHD or depression and takes medicine for it right like that's not really stigmatized for example for me like my weight has always been something I've struggled with so much throughout my life yeah so it's like why can't people who struggle with that then get help you know what I mean for me I would have to do like a million things for me to basically like lose weight so it's like if I can get help and not have to do a million things to do that why why not? But you're right. Like, what if this is, this also like helps me learn what works for me? Yeah. I I like that you say that because it is true. Like when it comes to weight and beauty, this is when people feel like, oh, I have to say something about this because it's something that most of us are sensitive about. Yeah. And I think because of that, there's a lot of my way is right. Your way is wrong. Like a lot yeah. of like, I'm high. I'm better than you. Moral, Moral, it's like a m- morality contest. What, what m- would you say? More, a moral <laughs> superiority complex. Yes. Yes. Yes, my anthro major. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like because of that, we everybody feels like they have a say on it, which I hate. And I think for you is particularly touchy if you do or not do it because, you know, you're following and things like that. I know. I think about that. I don't want to like send the message that my body type is bad in any way. Right. Because it's not. I truly do love my body. I think what I struggle with is I typically knew my body as like it looked different to me for most of my life. I think I struggle with feeling like, okay, this isn't actually my body because (laughs) that used to be my body, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like a visitor in this body and I kind of just want to get my old body back. So I think that's what I'm struggling with. I'm not comparing myself to anyone else personally. Like I don't want anyone else's body. I just want my own body, if that makes sense. I know what the best version of me looks like. So I hope that message is clear. Like I don't want anyone to listen to this and then feel bad about themselves and feel like, oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z. Kind of to your point, you know, 
think about like celebrities like Adele, Sam Smith, Rebel Wilson, like they all had like big like weight loss transformations. Yeah. And people were a little upset about that too. They were like, oh, you ain't what you used to be. Yeah, Yeah, that's so true. Like, that's why people love Lizzo because they're like, I don't want to lose weight. And they're like, oh, our queen. Yeah. (laughs) So there is a shame around like wanting to change your body. But I think that your message has always been like, I just want to exist in my body. Right. So like if your body changes up, down, whatever, like, I think that your message has always been like, let me just exist. Yeah. You know, because you're more than a body. I think that in the end, we have to remember that. I hope so. So what is a body? You are. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) I think whether you're like soup, like thin, mid, bigger, whatever, it doesn't really matter. I think that we should be allowed to exist in whatever form. I know because at the end of the day, like, it's just like a, not like a cat suit. What would you call it? It's just like a suit we're wearing, essentially. I know. It's, It's a little house. Like how we each decorate it or change it. I don't know. It doesn't really fucking matter. That's true. To other people. And if how someone else treats their body upsets you, that probably gives you a sign of something to look into. And like, think about why does it upset you if someone else is changing their body? Like, why do you feel that way? Yeah. And I recently heard this. I heard something on Giggly Squad, the podcast this week, and they were talking about how a lot of the times people hate on reality TV stars. Yes. Usually because there's something about that character person Mm. that's similar to them. So they're like, I fucking hate that. And it's because it's a projection. You're like, she's acting how I act sometimes. And that Mm. makes me insecure. But I like your house analogy because, listen, my style is going to change through the years. A house Mm -hmm. is going to be, it's going to be modern. It's going to be colonial. It's going to be retro, whatever. Like people see these changes as like so permanent. Like guys, Adele, Sam Smith, they could gain weight again. They could lose it again. Like we have to stop seeing these things as such a permanent thing or just anything even like worthy of commenting on i guess we shouldn't really be commenting on people's bodies yeah that's the that's that's facts that's kind of like the bottom line right like there could be like there was a time where like i gained weight then i lost it then i gained it again it's like unless i'm doing something that's dangerous to my health don't worry about it yeah (laughs) or dangerous to others i guess yeah, you have no right to comment. So whether you choose to do it or not, Shane, I think that I understand like the the morality debate and the conflict. It's very heavy, especially when you do have a following and things like that. But all in all, we want to give the message that it kind of doesn't really matter. You know, at least I would tell you, like, it doesn't really matter what you choose. It's your body and you have the right to do whatever you want with it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you ultimately. And I think whether I decide to do it or not, I would, I think I would like to be open about it because it would be very easy to not be open about it. And I think now that I'm in this position, I'm like, I kind of get why some people aren't open about it because people literally come out with their pitchforks about like a decision you make for your body. But at the same time, I do think transparency is so important. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it in our episode, like yes. our plastic surgery episode. Maybe don't go online and say, guys, 75 hard <laughs> really did it. Like, it's different when you're selling people on a lie. But if you're just existing, 
Yeah, exactly. That's a very different thing, right? Like if I just lose weight, but I'm like telling you guys, this is the answer. And like, if that wasn't the answer, then it's like, mm, don't be lying to people either. Sure. But I totally get that. It's, it's, it's very complicated, you know, but I like this conversation a lot. Same. There's so much to it. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> and we're only covering like parts of it. There is definitely more nuances and ethical angles we could be, you know, debating here. So this is not the be all end all. We're not no. medical professionals either. We're just like having a girly chat about it. So that's a little disclaimer as well. We will talk about it again because Ozempic is truly taking the world by storm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everyone's doing Ozempic it now, and its so. cousins, I would say. And its cousins, yeah. So yeah, maybe you guys give us feedback. Let us know if you do want to hear about this journey if I go down this road. Yeah, let us know. But yeah, I love this conversation, Shane. Another another great one for the books. Thank you. Thank you. Truly. Okay, well, little rats, let us know what you think in the comments. Should people be transparent about it? Are they allowed to just keep it to themselves? Like, what do you guys think? This is a very juicy conversation. Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear it. Little we can't wait to be back next week make sure to subscribe give us five stars please and follow us on instagram guys we're starting to post videos all the time engage comment do all the things we love it yeah do DM all the us things too. dm us with any moral dilemmas you have i don't know I'm yes right. i love it self-promotion <laughs> all right little rats bye bye bye